And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Hey guys, welcome in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in on this Sunday evening. We've got March Madness ensuing right now. Uh, Lucy, Lucy Burge over there on the East Coast, my great co-host. Uh, Lucy, how busted is the bracket? Let's be honest about this. Where's the bracket at right now? Well, on the one week anniversary of this bracket being created, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I I picked Providence to win it all. And Providence is still in it. Providence is keeping me alive in, in bracketology right now. So I have Arizona and Providence in my final four still alive. The other side of the final four, not so great. I had Vermont and Kentucky, one of which I fully expected to be in the final four. The other was kind of on a wing and a prayer. And it was a a hammer the Catamounts, and instead the Catamounts got hammered, I'm assuming. And after the game, the coach, probably not the kids. But the, uh, yeah, Vermont, Kentucky out. The other side doing okay, but I had Kentucky in the finals. That's not going to happen. Providence is keeping this baby alive. So it's not so bad. Well, Providence is looking good. I, I, I give you credit on that one. You talked a lot about them before the tournament got started. And to see you back it up and put them in the Final Four, I really enjoy you did that. The Vermont Thank game, you. I mean, I, I think you're just obsessed with maple syrup because I can't explain why you wanted Vermont in that one. But I like the risk of rolling with an underdog. It's what the tourney is all about. Yeah. Um, is it weird to say I feel like my bracket's in good shape if half my Final Four has already been bounced out? I had Kentucky yeah. and I had Iowa in my Final Four. Iowa, probably the disappointment of the tournament. They lose in the first freaking game that they play against the Richmond Spiders. And Not Kentucky great. can't get can't, – I, I didn't I, – I never heard of St. Peter's. Who had heard of no. St. Peter's before no. they played Kentucky? Nobody. And now everybody loves it. Everyone's like, I've always been a St. Peter's fan. Get, I'm not on the bandwagon at all. I know it's in Jersey City. <laughs> I definitely know where the campus is and how long the school. I could give right. a tour of the campus. I know everything about St. Peter's. But I'm starting to think about it. I There are so many things I love about this team. The more I look at it, I'm like, how was I not on this from the beginning? I'm one of those people yeah. now. The, the mascot is the peacocks. My favorite emoji, my top three, I would say, favorite emoji is the peacock emoji. So I greatly enjoyed seeing all of those on Twitter. It's just a beautifully done emoji. It's that and the mallard duck emoji. It's just beautiful. Perfect emojis. Love them. And seeing those on Twitter, fantastic. The nickname of their arena, Run Baby Run Arena. Yeah. Great stuff. This is great stuff. So this, I'm glad that they are making it through this tournament to maybe, I mean, Providence too, but, but, you know, run baby run arena, St. Peter's let's go. They play in the Yanatelli rec life center in the run baby run arena. Yeah. And by the way, uh, we had a local newscaster out here in Portland. I was watching after the uh, San Francisco Murray state game, which is one of the best yes. games I think of the tournament so far. And the local newscaster, I guess one of his coworkers picked St. Peter's to win. And when they brought her on TV and said, why, why did you pick St. Peter's? She responded with, well, you know, it was St. Patty's Day, and it just felt really weird to not go with a saint. She knew nothing about Kentucky. So, like, that shows you who's winning these, you know, these office bracket pools. It's not you and me when we're diving and nerding out to this stuff. It's it's people like her that are just going on a whim and the religious emotional standpoint of life saying, I have to go with St. Peter's. It just shows you how unpredictable and wild this thing always is. 
Exactly. And that's why they call it madness, right? You never know. You expect the unexpected. I, that is a woman after my own heart. That is what you should do. St. Patrick's day. It's like rooting against a team that's wearing green on St. Patrick's day. You don't want to do that. Right. So this is, this is where the madness part comes in. And that's where if you were on St. Peter's for some random reason in the beginning, good for you because right now you are if you put money on that even better for you because your bracket is probably in pretty good shape and you i mean st peter's who's stopping them now right this is wild it's it's really crazy kentucky was a team that i again i had my final four uh, to see them lose and then not only st peter's to get past kentucky murray state was a team i read a lot about and they had the experience and they've been a good program this year i think they had lost two times coming into this thing and I kind of thought they were going to walk right into the Sweet 16. St. Peter's actually handled them pretty well in that game and winning uh, winning it by double digits. Uh, I want right. to start. So we had one number one seed bounced. Baylor bounced to UNC. They were wow. down, Lucy, by 25 points with 10-20 left in that game. And they came back and uh, UNC lost one of their better players to an ejection. And Baylor went on this huge run, pushed it to overtime. But North Carolina recovers and still get some bounces on our first one seed. Baylor is out. Uh, your thoughts on just watching them get eliminated in the uh, the second round? My thoughts are that wasn't great for my bracket because I had Baylor <laughs> beating North Carolina and then then them playing St. Mary's and St. Yeah. Mary's winning that. So this is not that, that part of my bracket, this little section, rip that off. Get some white out. And this is why you do it in pencil. Those people who do it in yeah. pencil are like, I had that totally. St. Peter's love them. Absolutely. Yeah. This definitely. Baylor, I knew they were going to lose. Definitely. This is, and then Purdue, like, it's just all these things that I'm like, this is falling apart at the seams here. But one half of my final four is still intact. And one half of the finals. And my yes. finals winner is still intact, which is what matters. Because when right. it comes to whether or not your bracket is busted, I see it as if the, if the team you have winning it all is gone, then your bracket's busted. But if the team is still in it, then it's not completely busted. So I'm thinking glass all the way full on this one. So I'll, I'll tell you, I, I used to root for UNC a lot when I was a kid. I was a bandwagon fan watching college basketball. And, I, I you know, I love Stackhouse and Carter and Jamison and Wallace. And, you know, it kind of gives you the era I grew up in. And I didn't have UNC winning against Marquette. But I did have UCLA beating St. Mary's and beating Baylor in the next round. So on that part of the bracket... I'm keeping my fingers crossed that the Bruins and Johnny Juzang and company can get past in that one. I want to ask you about the other number one, because we're going to dive into all of this stuff. We'll get in some NFL nuggets too. Uh, Tom Brady paying for something he didn't need to pay for, or did he really pay for it? I have. So I might think Brady's being a little rude on this one. So I, and I'm kind of with you. If you're going to pay for something, pay for it. And then I, I, we also need to touch on Deshaun Watson because. Oh, for sure. It's 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 big in a multitude of ways. I think that what the Browns are doing is absolutely disgusting. And I hope the NFL grows a pair and does something to actually show they give a damn. And we'll dive into that coming up in the final segment. But I wanted to talk about the other uh, number one seed, Gonzaga. They played Memphis yesterday here in Portland. And while it was kind of a 90-10 split in the arena fan-wise, Memphis got out in front, Lucy, of Gonzaga they led by as many as 12 up 10 in the second half and Gonzaga went on a run with uh Drew Timmy and Namhart Chance or Chet Holmgren excuse me got in foul trouble he sat a lot but Gonzaga is a number one seed struggling in Memphis or or against Memphis in the uh, second round they're going to get Arkansas in the sweet 16 
How are yes. we feeling about Gonzaga after their first couple games? I feel a little more shaky than I did before, but I do have them in the Sweet 16, had them against Vermont. So that's not so great. Tough to talk about. But yeah, so I had Gonzaga going. Oh, well, I had Vermont beating them. So I had them finishing in the Sweet 16, but that's that's moot at this point. Timmy was not going to let them lose. He was not, he was not going to let them lose the second half of that game. But the first half left me a little shaky about them. And we can get into this later about whether or not they should be favored to win it all after that game. Because mm. I'm not so sure anymore. Because what okay. I saw was a team with a couple cracks in it. If you're going to let that happen and knock it off to the hottest start you ever have in your life, then maybe, I don't know, you're the team that's favored over all of these teams. And you're going to start like that? I don't know about this. Against Memphis, not so sure about them. Yeah. But I, I did have them losing uh, in the Sweet 16. So maybe I will stick with that. Did Who did you have beating them? Vermont. Oh. <laughs> And Vermont to beat Alabama. Well, and then Vermont to beat, uh, no, Kentucky to beat Vermont. So okay. it's, just, it's all just, just of my imagination at this point. Because all yeah. those teams are out and all my bracket is just, just fold it in half. And your bracket might actually be one of the best in the country right now. Based no, on what I have seen, no, based no, on no, what no, I've no. seen, everybody's just falling to pieces okay. one by one, just falling down. And that, if you have even like two teams left, that's not so bad right now. It feels good. As you can see below us, we got this graphic right here. It's on the screen uh, right below where we're talking. And it shows you guys Gonzaga, Arkansas. I want to get into that real quick. Um, I'm going to do the most cliche sports host thing I can possibly do. I'm, <laughs> Mount Rushmore. You made me. You made, well, Mount Rushmore, top three college <laughs> basketball teams all the time. Go. Uh, you made me curious. Sweet 16 teams. So there's obviously some stuff in balance here. Um, I got Gonzaga, Tech. Texas Tech, which they're battling Notre Dame as we speak. UCLA, we'll see if they can get past UNC. Iowa State, see if they get past Wisconsin. Miami upsetting Kansas, Houston, and Arizona. Maybe you're right. Maybe my bracket's not as bad as I think it is, but I've lost half my Final Four. So I'm, in, I'm sitting here thinking I got nothing. I, I'm That's not, not so bad. Anything. That's not so bad because not one of those teams do I have on mine, but for <laughs> what I like, where was even Iowa? What is no. So oh, no man. other people I have seen bracket after bracket on Twitter, on everything and message boards that Zach was talking about uh, yeah. before the show must be, it's just a, a dumpster fire. And you're like, you know what? All these teams I still have on my bracket. I would say your bracket might be in the top 100 in the country right now. Uh, if that was the case, I'd be kicking myself because I'd be in line for that million-dollar challenge these websites do. Maybe Warren Buffett give me a billion dollars. Who knows? Uh, Gonzaga, Arkansas. So you had Gonzaga losing in this round, you said. I did. I, to Vermont, me, and, I me and super producer Zach, we're, we like to ride the must bus. The must bus is rolling right now, and Arkansas is playing really good basketball. You do you really believe that they're still going to lose, or have you changed your opinion? Because here's my only my 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 counter to what you said about Gonzaga. Gonzaga struggled, but they struggled against a really good matchup. Like that, Memphis was kind of the team to play them, and that's why I thought they got a tough draw. If Memphis could get past Boise State, which they did, Memphis provides real athleticism, good size, good strength. They they can be kind of a quick team, but you know. I, I still worried about that. I wonder if that was more matchup driven than it was actually Gonzaga's in trouble driven. It could be, but it could also lead to a confidence issue. But I, I don't see that happening because of the way the game ended. So maybe now that they're not playing Vermont, maybe I would think about considering Gonzaga to move on from the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight. 
maybe, but I still don't think I'm still not so sure they should be favored to win it all over all these teams. Over Kansas, well, I, I, over Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I know UCLA might so be sure. able to do it. Yeah, no, that, mm-hmm. I think that's a fair, that's a fair point. Houston's playing very good basketball, which if Arizona gets past TCU tonight, and that could be a big, if Arizona yeah. Houston's a, that's a really good matchup. Um, we, unfortunately we got Duke winning today against Michigan state. Uh, we were devastated. We wanted to do an on-air funeral for coach K and his career. Uh, you know, how are we yep. feeling about Duke advancing as they await the winner of Texas tech, Notre Dame. I was really hoping Duke would lose because that would be an incredible upset. It would be Coach K's goodbye on a loss, which would have been great. I was going to sing his goodbyes. I will remember you. I would have sung to him goodbye and so long farewell. Avita saying goodbye, Coach K. Nice career you had there. Great way to end it there with a loss. But no, they won, so they're moving on. I just, I love watching Duke lose. So it's never as much fun when they win, of course. So yeah, yeah. That, I, I was like, I'm hoping maybe this could be an upset right here. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely the unfortunate part, right? It's, it's, it's that Duke advances and, you know, to, to Zach's credit, he mentioned this, the pre-show conversation we had, I have Texas tech, but Notre Dame, I mean, last I checked, I'd have to check the score. Uh, Texas tech could be in trouble with Notre Dame and, and Duke yeah. beat Notre Dame this year by 30 points. So you know, maybe, unfortunately, Lucy, this is the year where we don't get Coach K tiers in the second round. Maybe we get Coach K tiers in the round of eight or yeah. in the final four. I'd, I'd love well, to watch Gonzaga beat Coach K and send him packing. I just hope it's not in the finals and their tears of happiness when Duke wins at all. That Can you imagine? No, that would be, I would, I would just rip this bracket to shreds. I'd buy a shredder just so I can shred this. And then I would buy a fire pit so I could burn it. That's what I would do if Duke won it all over all of these teams. But I had, I, where was I with, okay. So I, I don't even know where it was because it was so far away where I had Notre Dame and it, oh my God, this is just a mess. This is a total mess. Yeah. Texas. Well, your bracket is really bad. I gotta be honest with you. Your bracket's awful. Yeah. This is every bracket in the country, which is why yours stands out. This is, oh, okay, man. so I had Texas Tech against Alabama. Alabama beating Texas Tech. Alabama oh. playing Duke. This oh. is so far gone. This, as Drake's oh, album said, no. so far gone. This bracket is is not looking great right This half. It's this half, really. This is, yeah. good, the, the, <laughs> this, this is the good side of my bracket. So, we'll so it's, it's two-face. It's two-face. It's a two-face yeah. bracket. Okay. Totally. All right. Yes. All right. Um, so we await oh, still God. some results here. And we also, we're going to dive into a lot. Uh, today again we mentioned we want to get to Sean Watson uh, we've got a random Tom Brady story that uh, you kind of just ask why Tom why why are you doing yeah. that and Lucy will tell us what that story is uh, we'll give you updated and keep you updated on the tournament as it rolls on as the show is rolling on we might bring Zach on in the next segment and get his early thoughts Zach Kroll also covering college basketball and does a really good job here on the BetQL network on a lot of different shows and so uh, we like to get him on and pick his college basketball brain uh, but coming up next, I think we're going to dive into Lucy. Uh, really? You bet that amount? Oh, Lucy, you should really? see. You should see how much. Buckle your seatbelts for how much money I won this weekend, placing my okay. first legal sports bet. I, I couldn't believe Just it. Wait. Lucy probably went for broke and did it pay off or did it not? We'll talk about that coming up and we'll run down some more stuff in the tournament. <laughs> you got Back to the Futures here. Lucy Burge over there, Brandon Sprague here. And we're back with more here on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures, back after this. It's 
Trista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the daily tip, BetQL Daily, and You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. I was pretty pissed off watching that Colorado State-Michigan game in the second half. Like, what the hell happened to Colorado State now? We were texting. I tried to middle with Michigan. I bet Michigan second half, so I ended up basically, like, taking a small loss on that game. But, I mean, I would have liked to have middled that game. Would have been really nice. But good job by you with Providence. And you were, like, one of the only people, I feel like, this week that was firm on Providence. It's always interesting to be reflective and like, all right, we know how we feel watching the team all year. We know how we feel going into the game. It's not about being results oriented. It's just about like, now that we've seen how the two teams fit together and with different conferences, it's always tough to imagine in your head how two conferences fit together when they play each other. And I even tweeted this. I was just like, man, Providence minus two, like Big East champ minus two against the Summit League. It's a tough number. <laughs> like That's a tough one in retrospect. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. You know, as a man that hates how high his voice is, I wish I had Malcolm Barton's voice. I think play. you have a really silky light voice. Silky? Yeah. When I listened to, when I was on the phone with you guys and I was listening to it, uh, not you know, not in person, and you hear it over the airwaves. It's actually like super buttery. As long as so you tell me, it's like buttery. really I, buttery. I appreciate that. Tristan says my voice is buttery. Malcolm Broughton, you can keep your deep voice, pal. You have a buttery voice and over listen, the airwaves. Your voice cuts, also cuts through. Like we know it's you, yeah. Quentin Mayo. You know who's talking. You know what I mean. You know who's giving out these plays. Shaboy. <laughs> five star plays. Five star plays brought to you by Five Star Man. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Lucy Birds, Brandon Spring. I'll give you an update right now with about 48 seconds left. You've got Iowa State up on Wisconsin 45, or 50 to 45, excuse me. Iowa State is up, so you potentially could have Iowa State upsetting the six-seed LSU Tigers and uh, the three-seed 
Wisconsin Badgers. As uh, we've gone through the tournament here, Lucy's bracket is uh, it's pretty busted. She still has her national champion, Providence, alive. And my bracket's in okay shape. Uh, we just checked on uh, one of the websites for the bracket contest, and there's an individual that missed one pick in the first round. And they do have Wisconsin, so that pick could be in trouble. Uh, but they've got Arizona as the champ, and they largely have missed like two picks the entire tournament so far. Which yeah. gives you an idea of just how insane it is, these contests. Because it doesn't matter how much research or how lucky you get. You just basically got to hope you're the luckiest one and not just a little lucky in these contests. This is what I'm saying. This is why compared to other brackets, your bracket might be one of the best. But Joe King 94 who apparently has two mm-hmm. brackets, has picked only two wrong games in the whole first round. What in the world? How is that possible? But St. Peter's was wrong, one of them. Well, but I... I have a problem with that, Lucy. And do you know what that problem is? What? Why do you have two brackets? What are we doing? There should be two brackets. You get one. It should be be like voting. You vote once. You get one. Yes. You bracket once. You have one bracket. Where is your loyalty? First of all. If I had two brackets and one said, oh, uh, Kentucky wins. The other one says Providence wins. That's no fun. No, it's not fun at all. It's gone. So my other bracket's still alive. No, you, you get one shot at this. You get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity is once in a lifetime every year, lifetime, but still once in a lifetime. And you get one bracket. That's all. And it's just a, well, a uh, shake. Joe are you are you are you gonna throw up mom's spaghetti after mom's that rant spaghetti. or you're gonna be okay okay if, all right if all right providence loses i'm gonna throw this in my fireplace and i'll have some mom's spaghetti uh yeah your knees i guess were weak now uh let's let's address the elephant in the room look we we do a lot of talking about futures bets and give you all the sports stories we'll dive into the sean watson news the tom brady story zach kroll is going to join us here in just a minute uh i want to dive very quickly you decided for god knows what reason to go on your social media account this is this is where i would tell you younger people sometimes you need to put your phone away and i need to know lucy you need to tell the listeners how much you bet on your first bet ever made in person uh, and whether you win or lost. And then I need you to explain yourself of why you bet what you bet. So I will, I will allow the floor to be yours to embarrassingly share this story. Okay. So I have my tweet of this right here. So I went to Foxwoods Resort Casino this weekend. My brother and I went to see John Mulaney. It was a great show. We had a great time. But, shout out. Yeah. Uh, shout out John Mulaney. Great, great stuff. So as we were, we were walking around, we had some time before. DraftKings Sportsbook has recently opened up at Fox, Foxwoods, which is also, fan, it looks fantastic. It's awesome. Sports betting is legal in Connecticut, not in Massachusetts. So this was very exciting for me. So I see the kiosks that I've heard so much about, and they're right there. It's this beacon of light, and I see them, and I'm like, you know what? We're going to go up, and we're each going to place a bet, and it's got to be on Providence, of course. I'm, Providence money line is where my money went. So I took out my cash on hand. I had a $50 bill. And a $1 bill. And I thought, what should I do here? And for my first ever legal bet, I took that $1 bill and I flattened it. And I I slid it right into that machine. And I placed a bet on the Providence money line. And what do you know? I won. And how much did I win? Can I pay my rent? We don't know. I won. No. What do you mean we don't know? You didn't pay your rent with a dollar bet. How much did you win? I won a dollar and 58 cents. So applause, you want 58 please. cents. You want you want 58 cents. Well, I got the dollar back also. So oh, okay. You don't win so, the dollar. You lost the dollar. You gave 58 <laughs> cents back. I mean, come on. Like, like, let's be honest here. What are we doing? Why did you not amazing. put the 50 in? 
because it was it, I needed the, the 50 is I'm saving that that's my emergencies if I was to if I was to, <laughs> if I was to place another bed it would be the maybe when I go back because I am going back this was exhilarating my brother also okay. placed a dollar bet but he placed it on the Richmond uh money uh no spread Richmond spread okay well we need to need to have a talk with your brother after the show today about what he's doing as well and then let me ask you <laughs> would you rather have a a dollar fifty eight or like what sounds like would have been what $97 or whatever the return would have been on a $50 bet. See, this is a good point, but I also was unfortunately not able to watch the game. If I was watching the game, maybe I would have put more money oh on it, but, but John Mulaney was, was the priority of the evening. So oh I had to, I, I was sweating out my $1 bet the whole time because also with these shows, you have to put your phone in a little case that you have on yes. your lap, but you can't access your phone. Right, so the whole right. time I'm, I'm thinking, what time is it? And what is Providence doing? The two things I care about most in the world, what time is it? And what is Providence right. doing? Did not know either. Um, so it was an exhilarating night, just electric. I'm, I'm just going to say, like, you know, we do this show once a week on Sunday evenings. What you do reflects on me and what I do reflects on you. Can you stop embarrassing our show? A dollar bet, Lucy. I, You're so much better than that. You know what? Just text me or Zach next time and ask and say, guys, can you Venmo me $30? And I will give you $30 to make a bet on. You are better than that $1 bet, Lucy. You're better than I that. I will do that. I'm going to, okay. next time I go bet, we're, we are going to, this uh, group of this show, we are going to come up with what my next bet will be and how much I will place on it. Ooh, I like that. Okay, we will do that. Uh, yeah, at least make it rain with $5. I mean, come on, let's let's Maybe. let's up the See, ante here a little that bit. That feels like a little towards <laughs> the edge for me. $5 okay. is a little, maybe 2 or $3, maybe maybe like two fifty. Some little, okay. like some quarters. I don't know. As long as quarters. we go as long as we go up over a dollar and your your return is not uh, in cents, it's actually in dollars. Let's um let's transition from your really bad bet that ended up winning, <laughs> and let's bring on Zach Kroll now. He covers college basketball, does an exceptional job for this network, BetQL, and uh, all the fine shows and talent around it. He's on Twitter at Zach Kroll, and he's one of our favorites. We love talking college hoops with him. He covers the sport uh, as well as anybody else I think in the country. He's obsessed. He can tell you the starting point guard of St. Peter's. Uh, before they were in the tournament, and he could tell you everything you need to know about all of these teams. So, Zach, welcome on to the show yet again. It's good to have you on. Uh, how busted is your bracket? Are you in my range? Are you in Lucy's range? Where are you at right now with your bracket? It's pretty busted, Spray, because I, along with you, I lost Kentucky early, I lost Iowa early, and I also lost Tennessee yesterday. I think out of all the ones so far, that stung the most with just how badly the Vols gave that game away against Michigan. Oh, no, man. Sure. Um, can, can we rant together about Keegan Murray in Iowa? What are we doing here? Like you win the big 10 championship and your first game, you lose to Richmond. I, what happened? What did you see wrong with Iowa in that game that, you know, we saw a really good Iowa team in that big 10 run. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of clueless. I was stumped. I was watching that game going, what, what's the problem here? Yeah, part of me was surprised and part of me wasn't surprised because Fran McCaffrey, as great of a job as he's done with this Iowa team, I think big picture, that's what we have to remember. This Iowa team was projected to finish ninth, I believe, in the Big Ten. They weren't expected to be a tournament team after losing Luka Garza. And the last 10 or 12 games, they obviously put it together, winning their first Big Ten tournament since 2006. But Richmond is a team that underachieved it. Full of seniors, they were supposed to make the NCAA tournament in 2020. That gets wiped out. They disappoint last year. They are 
in sixth place in the Atlantic 10. They find a way to win that conference tournament. And the coach, Chris Mooney, really saved his job. There were billboards in Richmond, Virginia, saying, fire uh, Chris Mooney. And that saved him his job. Uh, that win saved him his job. And beating Iowa, they just shut down the Hawkeyes' offense. And uh, it just it's unfortunate to lose a team in your bracket that early. It makes me feel better that Zach's bracket's busted too because it, it Zach is the expert on all of this and to, to know that he does not have a perfect bracket <laughs> makes me feel better about this. But he still knows everything. So who do you think should be favored? Because I don't think Gonzaga should be favored right now. I understand your argument and I think it's a good one. The only pushback I'll have is I was impressed that Gonzaga was down 10 and found a way to win. This is a team that last year – in the national championship game, they started down 10, 15 points, and that was it. You felt like the game was over, and I really saw Drew Timmy when he was just manufacturing that big Gonzaga run by himself. You could see that in his eyes, like, okay, it's time. It's my time after what happened last year. And Mark Few, he's still looking for that first national championship. I do think Gonzaga should be favored, but I agree. It's not a definite that they're going to win it all or even beat Arkansas next round. Right, because yeah, you've that's... been on Arizona for a while. Like, early on, Arizona was your your team, and you spotted this right away. And I think they should probably be favored, maybe. Yeah, Kansas I think the difference too. is, yeah, the difference is Arizona, they have a first-year head coach, and they don't have any tournament experience, really. And I'm curious to see how they look against TCU tonight. But they're just a team, they, they've lost three games all season, but no experience. Gonzaga, on the other hand, they have a, a few players back from last year's team that went all the way to the national championship and uh, Kansas, they found a way to beat Creighton yesterday. So we did have one uh, number one seed get knocked out. I think by the time we get to the lead eight, maybe we'll have one or two more. Zach Kroll hopping on with us right now here on the back to the futures podcast and live show here on the BetQL network, which team is impressing you the most, which team is going out there in their first couple games. Maybe they've advanced to the sweet 16 already. Uh, what team is it? I got a team for you and I want to pick your brain on it, but I'm curious first, what you would say uh, the team that's impressing you the most. The first team that comes to mind is Michigan. This is a team that really underachieved during the regular season, and they found a way in the tournament. And I'm not going to lie, I was really impressed with not only how they came back and beat Tennessee, but they were just – they shut down ten Tennessee offensively. They felt like the better team. Jawan Howard, his name has been in the news a lot over the course of the season, but he really coached a good game yesterday. Hunter Dickinson, a guy that came into the season as a first-team All-American. I've been really impressed with Michigan, considering they were down 15 points against Colorado State in the first game of the tournament, and the fact that they're still here is very impressive. Yeah. Which no, I, I th Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, which team is least impressive to you? Mm. Mm, that's still alive? That's a really good question. I would have said Illinois. I didn't think they had any business beating Chattanooga, and again, Houston just shut them down today. It never really felt like the Illini were ever able uh, to win that game. But hey, if you're one of the last 16 teams standing, you have to be impressive. It's not easy to win in this tournament. It's a different animal. Every game is just so close. And honestly, there isn't a team in the Sweet 16 that I look at and say, oh, they don't deserve to be there because they're about to win two massive games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, update on that one. Uh, it looks like Iowa State's going to have this one wrapped up. Uh, they're up 53-48. There's about six seconds left in that one. Uh, so it's looking like Wisconsin, the three seed, is going to get upended by the 11 seed, Iowa. Um, thanks for bringing up Chattanooga again. I didn't need you to remind me that I had the 13 seed winning that game. And Illinois somehow won it, even though I couldn't believe Chattanooga looked as good as they did. I was going to throw at you. That, it's such a dumb <laughs> process. Uh, the team that you said looked the best. Um, I, I'm really surprised you didn't go with Houston. 
first of all. I, I get Michigan is impressing you the most because it's kind of like, hey, were they even supposed to be in this tournament? But I was going to say UCLA, and I'm curious what you made of the Bruins. The Pac-12 didn't get a lot of love for this tournament. They had three teams. They had as many teams as the WCC conference. Um, so just kind of UCLA, a lot of people thought, okay, Akron could pull an upset. And then a lot of people had St. Mary's winning that game because St. Mary's is a good basketball team. UCLA winning that one pretty convincingly. What do you made of the Bruins so far? And uh, why didn't you pick Houston? Because when we talk off air, it seems like you really love this Houston team. I'll start with Houston, and I do, and they should have been in that in that conversation for most impressive team. Uh, it's so it's so incredible. Kelvin Sampson, he lost Marcus Sasser and Tremont Mark, two key members of his Final Four team from last year. They also lost Quentin Grimes, who was a first round pick in the NBA, and this is a team that they're right back in the Sweet 16. And I'm telling you, like, if I was just a program looking for a coach to build uh, with. I would take Kelvin Sampson over anyone. The job that he's done with Houston has been incredible. And uh, they had a player, Fabian White, that today became officially the winningest uh, player in the history of that program. With the history over there, it's so impressive. So Houston, props to them. And UCLA, I agree. This is a team that made the Final Four last year. They really didn't have any business beating Akron in their first round game. They didn't play particularly well. And then they showed up last night business as usual. Uh, I agree. St. Mary's is a really good team. And Mick Cronin and UCLA, they know uh, experience matters in the tournament, and that's what they showed last night. I had Akron beating UCLA, too. So just, just <laughs> great all around. Just fantastic. Somebody should have asked Zach to just fill out my bracket for me. Or just to it wouldn't have gone as well. Well, that's true because we're both on the same page, kind of. But I think you're more – I don't know if you're more on the spring side of whether or not your bracket is unbusted. But this is just a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it's – LSU. Oh my God, this is nuts. It's it's not pretty, guys. But I I think overall, does it still feel like like we could have Iowa State, Miami for all we know, right? We could have an 11 seed against a uh, a 10 seed in the Sweet 16 round, and I hope that happens because I picked that. But outside of that, you've kind of got Arizona. We'll see what they can do against TCU. Houston advancing to the Sweet 16. Gonzaga's there. Uh, you got UCLA. You got Duke. Does this end up Kansas? Uh, a good start for them. Is this end up, you think, Zach, kind of just becoming chalk? Is this where the chalk starts to separate a little bit and we get to the eight, we get to the four? When we start to get into that territory, you think some of these better teams that haven't been bounced yet, we start to see kind of the cream rise to the top? Or do you, does this feel like a madness tournament where St. Mary's somehow beats uh, and advances to the Elite Eight? Like, what is the feel you have right now? Is this upset city or do you think chalk kind of reigns supreme? I do think a combination of both. I'm not penciling Kansas in anywhere, even Arizona. They could, they could lose tonight to TCU. There are just so many different teams with so many different options. And I just think it's one of those things where it's just a matchup-based tournament. That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to whatever matchup is best for you and can you take advantage of it. And I, I do think that's the best part. They're, they're, each team has to win four more games if they want to win a national championship. And it's just going to come down to matchups. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Zach Kroll, our super producer and also one of the best that covers college basketball, hopping on with us as he has throughout the conference championships and the tournament. Uh, So there you go. Our thoughts on the tournament. We'll have a little bit more on this. And then NFL, Tom Brady. Hey, it's Ryan Horvath here to help you bet smarter on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL network. Brought to you by Genomind. 
Here's Brad Schultz of Cage the Elephant on the importance of talking about your feelings. What I found very helpful in this whole time, I'll, I'll call some of my friends that I know are up late at night because I am a night owl and having some of the most deep and intimate conversations that I've ever had with some of my friends, for me at least, when the anxiety builds up and that sort of thing is when you know, you get almost embarrassed as if you don't think people are feeling this, that same kind of thing. Emotional pain is something that's, I think people are even more guarded about. It's hard to talk about things that are your innermost thoughts and the things that scare you the most. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Oh, no. You wouldn't have got it anyway. IUPUI, the fighting yeah, covers. Yeah, 17. Yeah, he hurts. That, yeah. that three would have made it 20. Oh, no, that no, would have been, been, he still would have been short by two Crowd points. goes wow. wild. All yeah. 30 of them. No, that's all you're giving. That's 22 people. And that stadium looks like the Capital City Go-Go are about to go out there and play some basketball. What is that? That's actually the lecture hall. They just rolled the court out there real quick. <laughs> like, seriously? Like, all right, guys, the uh, theater's <laughs> over. We got to play a basketball game, but you can come right back after this and for our jazz class. There's more people watching, like, like good, like a good playground. There's more people at, like, Rucker Park <laughs> than, than in that arena right It doesn't now. have like, to be Rucker. that arena. That there gym. are more people at my, my local neighborhood <laughs> playground. Right. Watching uh, two just two kids go back and forth. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. I was pretty pissed off watching that Colorado State-Michigan game in the second half. Like, what the hell happened to Colorado State now? We were texting. I tried to middle with Michigan. I bet Michigan second half, so I ended up basically, like, taking a small loss on that game. But, I mean, I would have liked to have middled that game. Would have been really nice. But good job by you with Providence. And you were, like, one of the only people, I feel like, this week that was firm on Providence. It's always interesting to be reflective and like, all right, we know how we feel watching the team all year. We know how we feel going into the game. It's not about being results oriented. It's just about like, now that we've seen how the two teams fit together and with different conferences, it's always tough to imagine in your head how two conferences fit together when they play each other. And I even tweeted this. I was just like, man, Providence minus two, like Big East champ minus two against the Summit League. It's a tough number. <laughs> like That's a tough one in retrospect. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, one segment left here. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us on this Sunday evening as uh, we've ran through the NCAA tournament. Uh, we have talked about every conceivable loss, upset, uh, win, favorites, m- least impressive. We ran through it all here, Lucy, so far, two segments into the show. Uh, I think it's time we get to some football stuff. Let's break up some college basketball. We will give you an update at the very end of the scores. Uh, but let's dive into the National Football League because, Lucy, they fancy themselves an offseason here where all the news and notes are coming. We've got an extension for Matt Stafford with the Rams. Sounds like he's going to finish his career with the team he won the Super Bowl, $160 million for four years. Uh, we've got Deshaun Watson 
and his contract with the Cleveland Browns and how that whole decision unfolded because that was wild. We'll run into that. Uh, but I, let's start. Let's get the Tom Brady story out first as I didn't even see the story. You found this story. We shared it last week. A man bought a Tom Brady touchdown pass, the last one last season, and it was believed to be Tom Brady's last touchdown pass ever thrown. He paid $520,000 for that football. Tom Brady announced he's coming back. So now the value of that football has gone way out the window. And we've got an update on that story, apparently involving Tom Brady himself. We have an update. Well, first of all, the NFL hates March Madness because all the news comes out as March Madness is ramping up, just getting to its peak. But this news is definitely an update on this because Brady wants to help this guy out. So in Brady fashion, he tries to tie in his companies that he has stakes in and this occurrence to tie in two things and put it on a social media account with a win-win-win for him. So he says to, about this guy who bought this football for $500,000 or more than that, which is quite a bit of money, as I know, and I won almost that at the casino. So now I'm, I'm up in that stratosphere a little bit now. But so he wants to help this guy out by, by donating a Bitcoin in his name to charity. And I'm like, wait, this is not, that's not what he wants. That's not going to remedy the situation because Brady's decision to come back to football renders this football meaningless, except that it's the last touchdown pass of Brady's first career, the first edition of his career. There's career one and career two is next year, but he never said retirement. So is it on this guy who bought the football or is it on Brady who then decided to unretire? So is it on Brady to make this right? Or is it just, it's buyer beware, but the, the charity thing is, a, it rubs me, a, I love charities. Charities are fantastic, the best things in the world. But this man is not a celebrity himself. If the man who bought the football was himself a billionaire, then yes, being out $500,000 plus would be nothing and donate anything to charity you want. But this might, I don't know what this guy does. I don't know if that's all the money he had. So the charity thing is a little bit, I'm not off-putting, but it's like, why Why would you do this, Brady? That's a little bit rude, I think, because he tweeted this to FDX, the company that he has stake in. FDX then tweeted back and said, why don't we also help him out by giving him a Bitcoin also? Bitcoin is $40,000. That's nothing compared to what he paid for this football. So they're, yeah. they're, not, they're messing this up. They're just swirling all these problems around, and they're not coming up with a fair solution for this guy. Well, first of all, I'll say if you have 520K to blow on a football, you're probably doing okay in life. I can't imagine that was your rent money and now you're sure, broke. Sure, I guess. But, but and, and here's my thing. I get, like, he kind of got hosed, right? We all thought that was the end. But, Lucy, if he called you and said, Lucy, would you spend 520000 on Tom Brady's last touchdown pass last year thinking this is the last pass he'll throw? You're not throwing – you're not saying yes. You're not telling him yes because I would have been like, ah, I'd hold off on that a little bit. If you can hold I off, I would hold off. Yes, right? I would have said that. Yes, but what if somebody bought it before you? And then well, they're good like, luck well, to them. That's true because he, that's but too much money. Brady never, sure. If I had enough money to buy it, maybe. If I was like, yeah, that's like, to me, that's like five bucks. Like it's, for some people, that's like maybe $10. But I, I don't know because he never said the word retirement. If he signed the paperwork that says, I am retired and, and actually like dot, signed on the dotted line then maybe I would consider it. But he never made it official. Always wait, always look for the blue check mark and wait for things to be official. Those are two rules of life. Always do those things. The retirement was not official. 
So buying the football was maybe a mistake, but he probably did it. You know, every everybody has those $500,000 plus impulse buys. That's what this guy maybe did. A little bit impulsive to just, just be yeah. like, yep, I got 500K here. But I'm just going to buy this football. So well, I don't know. Then, but Brady's response, just, it was a little bit like, of course, Brady would try to make it into a, a thing like that. Like, at look least at me. Cards it, it's, it's a li- yeah. Right. It's very, well, it's look at like, me. That's exactly it. It's exactly it's it. Look at me. It's like, look what I'm doing. It's like, what are you doing? You got probably yes. like a hundred thousand bitcoins in your life. Like, what do you care if you lose one of them? It means nothing to you. And it honestly, it means nothing to that guy because it's not going in his pocket. It's going to a charity. So it's kind of right. just a weird position or, to be in. I think if you're Brady, buy the football from him, buy it back for well, the, what see, he paid. Just don't do anything. Like, I'm sorry. If somebody did that for my life, I'd be like, well, sorry, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not responsible for how you spend your money. That's, that's kind of on him. I just, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird that Brady even jumped into it. I I do want to get to the news though of futures, right? Like I I'm getting the futures in right now via our our super producer, Zach. Um, I will kind of run these down. Stafford signs the extension with the Rams. It's four years, 160. Uh, according to the report, sounds like the Rams want to make sure this is the last team for Matt Stafford's career. Uh, Lucy, what does this do for you in terms of looking through the NFC? Aaron Rodgers decided to stay. We've got Tom Brady returning. Um, the Rams right now are at plus 490, which is tied for second in the NFC behind the Bucks. They're tied with the Packers at plus 490. What is Stafford signing a four-year deal? What's that deal for you, Lucy? And, by the way, they also signed Allen Robinson. Uh, somehow they still have money to spend. I don't know how this team does this, but they're right there reloaded. It definitely gives me confidence in this team. That is for sure, because it seems like they are are confident and know what they're doing, but it says not a ton to me because I'm looking at the Packers because Aaron Rodgers seems very steady in his life. Like he, him coming back to the Packers is stability. And so that's why I'm looking definitely more. If I was to pick between the two, the Packers for sure. I would put money on them because based on what Aaron Rodgers has done, the cleanse, first of all, he did a cleanse and then he's seen out at a vineyard and a casino with Shalane Woodley. So first of all, they're together, the cleanse, they do that. And then they're out doing everything they're not supposed to do on the cleanse. So they just backtrack. They have wine, they're gambling. They're probably doing other things. They're not supposed to do on the cleanse either. And so now they're just reversing all of that. So the reverse and the, the cleanse and the reversal of the cleanse evens out his whole life. So he is stable as a table and he, a four-legged table. So he is ready to go. And I, I really, I'm, I'm in on the Packers. Even without Devonte Adams. Now he's going to the Raiders. That's another pretty big move that happened. So like, Huge move. who do they, who do they have in green Bay that leaves you confident in him throwing the football to, or is the idea that now he'll spread the ball around and not be so locked in on Devonte. That's more what I'm thinking because there, I can't think of anyone who would replace Devonte Adams right away that they have right now. But I think, yes, Spreading the ball around is, is more, he, again, even keeled. Just mm-hmm. spread it all around. He's, he's stable. I like it. Yeah. Um, I like the Rams bringing him back. I, I, I hear everything you're saying about Rodgers in Green Bay. They're going to be good again. We know that. I, there is just a trust factor I don't quite have with him and that team. They've been really good. And they've had, they had a 15-1 season derailed by a wild-card Giants team. I mean. It's true. Yeah. They, they, they have these bummers, these letdowns. Um, I still think there could be some good value in the NFC a little past the top three. And, you know, I think it's a team we're not thinking of. Like, that's how wild I think this next season's going to be in the NFC. Bucks, I told you before, I, Brady's going to be good. I'm not quite buying them. The Packers, I don't trust. 
The Rams are a team to be messed with. Allen Robinson being added to that. I know they're going to get rid of Robert Woods, but bringing Allen Robinson, I thought was a big move for them. The Niners, we got to wait and see about Trey Lance. The Cowboys, mm -hmm. I'm not trusting as far as I can throw them, and I can't lift them at all. So that kind of tells you that. Um, I, I would still wait on futures bets in the NFC. In the AFC, however, we did get a shakedown. We got a, a not a shakedown. We got a shake up, and the AFC now is welcoming in another quarterback to the race because his team that he's going to is incredibly more talented than the one he played for. And that's Deshaun Watson on the Cleveland Browns. The Browns with that move, uh, $230 million, Lucy guaranteed. The Browns are right now sitting at tied for third plus odds at plus 850. Uh, what did we think of Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland? And the salary structure is 1 million this year because that's all the NFL can do is suspend you based on your pay this year. So the Browns got even more disgusting and they yep. signed Deshaun Watson all that money and then made his salary a million dollars. Yeah, was not a fan of this move because again, it's the, he was not found guilty. He's not guilty of anything, but that doesn't mean that I don't think he, something happened, something weird happened. And he did something that was just probably did something. I'm not going to say what, I don't know. I don't know, but I just have a bad feeling about him and I don't like this move at all because they're rewarding him. Fourth, I mean, after he did things that possibly he could, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say that he did things that he has been found not guilty of or whatever, but not a fan of this move. That's what I will say about that. Um, I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, is he found guilty on a criminal charge? No, that, that not, it's not going to trial. That's done. I'm sorry. You get 22 women saying the same yes, thing exactly. with the same allegations, the same, you know, story. And I, I want nothing to do with it. So I talked exactly. with a Cleveland guy on my radio show on Friday. And, I, you know, they had just been announced as being out. Watson had said, I'm out on the Browns. And we went to Cleveland and said, you know, what's the deal with this? How do people feel? And he basically is like, a lot of the city knows he's going to be better than Baker. But a lot of the city feels like, no, thank you. And yeah, he, was, he, said, he said he was excited that he wasn't coming. He's like, I'm glad he, I don't have to see him play here either. And then I want to say it was three hours later, he switched his mind because Cleveland said, boom, 230 guaranteed dollars. Um, I'm rooting against Cleveland, and yeah. I have no interest in betting a futures bet on them. I hope they don't even get out of their division. And, you know, if the NFL wants to do Breast Cancer Awareness Month, great. I hope you start caring about off-the-field stories involving women, and I'd like to see him suspended for roughly the entire season based on the conduct off the field the allegations exactly. against him. And oh, by the way, Cleveland getting really gross with this $1 million salary structure that we're hearing via report. Exactly. He gets what he wants after that. Also, maybe the domestic violence aspect that NFL is, is promoting. Maybe take care of that also. And animal abuse and things like that. Those are yeah. tough people to root for. We'll not be rooting for Deshaun Watson. No, I think we're lockstep in that one. And plus, I think the Bills. Like, I, I'll still tell you this. Like, we mm. got the AFC odds here. The Bills are still plus 360. I know we're going to wrap up here, but I, I, I still like the Bills the most in the AFC. Uh, Chiefs got a big pickup in Juju. I love yes. the Chargers. I have a futures bet on them. So a lot of other teams oh, nice. for in the AFC. True. And the Patriots. So there's and, that. Well, they've had enough winning. Matt Jones on. is uh, the future. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are spoiled out there. All right, we got to wrap it up here. Back to the futures. Lucy Burge. Find her on Twitter at Lucille Burge. I'm Brandon Sprague. We'll talk to you next Sunday on the BetQL Network. Hey, it's Joe Giglio from BeckQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Watch and listen to the BeckQL Network. Download the free Odyssey app and search BeckQL, your home for wagertainment. It's the BeckQL Network.